This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Welcome to a very special episode of Alley La Rouge. I'm your host, Peter Hooten. I'm joined by Eddie Morris of the Liverpool Disabled Supporters Association and also Joe Block, the chair of Spirits of Shankly. Um, so we all saw this week that uh, you went over to the to Paris to address the French Senate. Um, Ted, how did that come about? I mean, about a week ago, uh, there was talk of um, the Senate would not have anyone, any fans represented, but there was a bit of a U-turn from them, wasn't there? Yeah, there was, Peter. I, th- I think it was mainly due to due to the pressure that was exerted from yourselves at SOS and with the assistance of Ronan putting pressure on the Senate that it was, you know, they were made aware that it was absolutely vital that they listened to the voices of supporters, in particular Liverpool supporters who were being accused of of all kinds. So they felt it was important for us to be able to, you know, speak to them, give our version of events. Yeah, and Ronan is the um, CEO of... uh... Uh, fan supporters of Europe football. It's like the FSA, isn't it, Joe? Of um, in this country, so it's a it's a Europe wide football supporters federation, really, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's 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 also got the era of UEFA as well. Um, so it's really it's slightly important for for UEFA competitions because if we if we went direct to UEFA ourselves. Our voice simply wouldn't be heard, so it's important we have a, a good dialogue and a good relationship with FSE because they're the ones who can who can make things happen, uh, as we've seen over the last two weeks. Yeah, so there's been an absolutely brilliant reaction to your um, evidence that was given at the Senate. I mean, what, if you just talk us through the day, really, you 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 travel from Liverpool or Manchester and then arrive in Paris. Just talk us through the day, Ted, about how it how it actually went. Yeah, it was early starts. I think it picked Joe up at something like quarter past five as we headed out to, um, over to Paris and just run at the mill morning, really. A few little hiccups. Um, French taxi drivers refusing to take a wheelchair user, but I think we were used to that from three weeks before, so we just got onto that. And then we had to meet them in uh, this building by um, Place La Concorde. It was actually where they signed the treaty, uh, the declaration to end the Second World War, yeah. when it when it was the the French embassy, and it was just amazing reaction. I think we had seven or eight journalists in there, um, including one from Reuters and the AP, and they they were just receptive to us from the minute we yeah. arrived, as if they already knew, which most people did, you know, that the version of events that was being put out there from France was just categorically wrong. Yeah, and um, and then you know Joe really you know laid the line out with them of where we were going to approach things in the Senate, and um, and Joe can probably talk you through that. Yeah, I mean Joe, um, was the you know would, did anyone from UFA meet you, or was it just the football supporters Europe? Were any any UFA delegation or anything, anyone like that? No, no, I mean they they'd been they'd been into the Senate in the morning, as we know. Um, I'm sure we can talk about what kind of evidence and verse commas they gave um, in a bit. But no, no, it was just ourselves. But yeah, I mean, Ted's right. I mean, I, I, kind of blown away by the reception, not only by the French journalists, as Ted said. Um, and to be honest, there's a bit of an angle there for them because we're actually doing them a favour because French away fans are so badly treated anyway. Um, so what we witnessed, you know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, sorry, um, they kind of get that as well. Um, yeah. So they're looking to change. They don't, they don't, uh, in France, they don't allow away support, do they? Or... No, no. Um, so they can't travel to watch the teams now. Yeah, they, they, it's it's a very rare occasion, special occasions, as it were. Um, and, and in the same way that you know they just assume that Liverpool fans are hooligans, they just assume that all all French football fans are hooligans as well. And of course, you know, if you treat people like that, then you probably end up having to. Yeah. breeding it as opposed to eradicating it. It's um, a very it's a very particular mindset then, isn't it, from the French authorities? You know, that's what we I mean, that's what we witnessed a few weeks ago in Paris. But it, obviously the it wasn't that they were treating uh, Liverpool fans. They, they treat their own fans like that, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and you know, I think 
that that's that's the problem because that's the 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 eighties mindset that they've got really, and obviously with the with Macron's you know particular policy of law and order, it just plays into into their hands really, and just gives all the power to the police. And interestingly, yeah. in it, I, I know I'm jumping around a bit, but interestingly, in in the Senate hearing yesterday, uh, one of the, one of our, one of the colleagues who was with us, Pierre, um, he actually said there's, there's a hooligan branch of the French police. Um, so yeah. all they deal with is in inverted commas hooligans, <laughs> no, special branch, yeah. and you know the the dog squad and all that. But they've got a hooligan yeah. squad. It's just oh bizarre, God. really. Um, but 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 just to th- continue our theme in terms of how the day went, we we, we then got taken to the Senate, um, which is which is probably the equivalent of similar, similar in format in terms of the, like the House of Lords in that yeah. it's um, cross party. So obviously they're elected as party politicians, yeah. but they actually they're actually then elected to the Senate. Um, to... There's three three hundred and forty eight senators, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and listen, we, we got we got shown into the actual Senate room, uh, yeah. which was like a, it's a closed chamber, and it's like you know you you're not allowed to sit down in there as as guests, but we were just shown in, and you know we're allowed to take one photo each, and and that was it. But it's you know amazing experience, really. But the actual Senate hearing we went to, it's like it's like like a scrutiny committee. Someone holds yeah. holds the, holds holds like government. A, like the, they have to select committees in Parliament. Exactly that. Exactly that. Um, yeah. But but in terms of the, the the you know the meet and greet we got from the senators was was really powerful. And I think I, I certainly settled my nerves, and I'm pretty sure it settled Ted's nerves as well. That we felt as though we were welcome. Um, and and I think interestingly, one of the one of the French papers today wrote. Um, that the, the the fans were first to be affected by this, but the last to be heard. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a double great, spin on that really, which is it, yeah. yeah. And there's a double spin on that. Last to be heard means like it's an afterthought, but actually never felt like that to me yesterday. It felt like that they listened mm. to us. Um, so it was almost saving the best to last. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think I think the way they treated us gave us the confidence that they they were going to listen to us. Gave us the confidence that 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 what we were saying was being heard. Um, and gave us the confidence, I think, to throw in some significant challenges um, to them. I mean, I, I'll be honest, um, I didn't know, and I'm probably waffling a bit now, but we were allegedly the, were the first uh, foreign-speaking individuals to actually address the Senate in person. Um, yeah. They yeah, were blown and, and away. You got a, and you both got a standing ovation, didn't you? We got a standing ovation, which is bizarre. We got our photographs yeah. taken by senators. Um, yeah. And it, 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 all of that just led us to, to believe that actually they, they wanted us to be there. And I think I think the efforts that Ted and I put in to travel over there um, made a huge difference because they, they, they knew we were serious. Um, yeah. And, and as I say, I mean, it, it was, I said some quite harsh things really about their government and their, and their police yeah. force uh, on their soil. It's quite a yeah. risk, but it, was, but it was a risk, obviously, we knew that we wanted to take, but at the same time, you felt comfortable taking that risk because they were listening. Yeah. Ted, did you get a feeling that, um, you know, you're giving evidence and that and you're thinking, well, is this like a committee with a toothless tiger or have they got any power? I mean, I know, I don't know the French setup as such. I did a little bit of research, but it's really they hold the government to scrutiny rather than being the government, don't they? Yeah, it- like you both said, it's like a select committee, but they've definitely got teeth. One of the senators in the question and answer, you know, brought up something from 2016 where an the interior minister was actually there under Francois Hollande, and by something getting passed from this select committee passed yeah. over to Parliament, it actually, you know, ensured that a new law was put in place. So these have definitely got teeth, and when we got there when we left the first building, there was reporters waiting for us outside. Yeah. And they, they made us really welcome. And it did put it, put it at ease, but we were going in the Luxembourg Palace, you know, the home of Napoleon Bonaparte. Just yeah, Joe yeah, yeah. and Ted, you know, two Liverpool lads going over there. Probably with the waste and expectation of thousands and thousands of people, Peter. And, um, yeah, definitely, definitely. A, a lot of them probably not giving us a chance but I tell you what, we walked out of there with a changed narrative in place. And I've yeah, never brilliant. been proud in my life. And it was, um, but they were very welcoming of us. It was yeah. as if I got the impression that they were already under depression, that what they did with la- was lies. 
Yeah. And some of the yeah. senators actually voiced that. And, and, and one of them recommended that they want Damian back in under oath. Yeah. And Damian, if you explain to, to the listeners who Damian is, I mean, most people will know, but Damian was the interior minister who came out with the, uh, with the basically the absolute bullshit from uh, from from minute one, didn't he? The yeah, he, thirty he, to forty thousand ticketless fans, you know. He was my target because he he sort of set the narrative of this straight away. Yeah, using a playbook that you know Joe. Dissected them forensically. Dissected them. It was impressive to watch, yeah. and um, and everything Joe put out there in his analysis, he wasn't challenged on one single thing of it, not yeah, one. Yeah. And there was a lot of things in there, especially critical of the French and the French police. You know, one yeah. stage when I was listening to him, thought we're going to be lucky to get out of France alive here. <laughs> you don't have the gendarme <laughs> outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in terms of, um, was there any? Could you call upon video evidence? I mean, I, I did watch it, but uh, you were overdubbed in French, you know, and I don't know how, presumably it was very accurate, you know, but um, I, I was hoping to hear, you know, your testimonies in English, you know, but was there any was there any ref, ref, references to video stuff or like Le Monde did that brilliant uh, video, didn't they, about what went wrong? And they analysed it about the different stations that people should have gone from and the lines that they should have taken. Was there, was there any backup with that or was it literally a verbal testimony, Joe? I think I think if we'd have offered that, um, they'd, they'd have taken it. If we'd have used that yesterday, I think they would have taken it. Um, and it's a strategy to, yeah, I, I think, to think through. And at the end, at the end of the centre here, and look, you know, I, I said, look, Liverpool fans, I've been through this, and that's why the, all the mobile phone footage, um, so much of it, um, and they need to see that. So I said, yeah. you know, if you if you want, we can provide you with that, and they seem quite receptive to it as it goes forward. I suspect it'll be. I, you got the impression that they know already, as Ted said. You know, they 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 want Darmanan back um, to to challenge him again. Yeah. Um, the, the 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 mood is that they're going to take a you know a, to a parliamentary um, debate uh, under oath, yeah. as Ted said. Um, so I think I think they've got it in their mindset that that's where you do that because we we, we said at the end as well. I mean, we, we as we know, we call we, we still call for a full independent investigation, and that, you know that 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 doesn't mean you wait for, that doesn't let you wait for off the hook. I I kind of felt as I say as a foreigner on French soil yesterday. I felt as though I was just having a go at the at the French um, yeah. nature and and the authorities and, and the police and yeah of course I was, but you wait for the the, the consistent bad guys in this. You wait yeah. for a Paul and in in as we know throughout this season you wait for a Paul and every yeah, single yeah. final we've been to. So you know it, it's them we've got to get to and that's why we need the independent investigation. But it needs to cover not just the UEFA elements in terms of their events organisation, but the French approach to these things. Because yeah. they've got the Olympics in two years' time, they've got the Rugby League World Cup. They've actually got to use this opportunity to apologise, you know, retract the lies that they put out. Because otherwise, why would you put the Olympics on there? Because you've got any yeah, faith yeah. that people are going to be safe? No, yeah. it's the reality. Have you got any 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 perception that people are going to be safe from potential terrorist threats? No, it's the reality. So they they've got a lot to do, I think, and I think that's where we were able to. You know, get a little bit, dig them in the ribs a little bit to um, yeah. to to wake up to this. That isn't just about football. And we we were we were at pains to say, look, we're not we're not coming here to moan at you because of what happened three weeks ago. We'll have to we'll do a bit of that. We'll paint the picture of what happened, but actually we want to we want you to improve to go forward as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the re it was it was it was uh, really significant that the Real Madrid supporter uh, representative was, you know, he, he backed up everything. Both uh, you, Joe, and Ted said. I mean, I mean, was that? Did you did you talk to him before you went to give evidence, or were you expecting him? You didn't know what to expect, you know. It was quite Ted. shocking, man. It, when he started talking, you're always worried when you're there and from someone you don't know, you know what he's going to say and whether it's going to actually challenge your narrative. But we, but before we speak about him, regards images, one of the senators asked me in a question and answer. What, why do I think there was no CCTV made available or why it was erased? Yeah. And I just said to them in the flatly, I, th I think it was erased 
because it didn't suit Mr. Damian's narrative. Yeah. And I'm quite sure with the the ilk of this guy's character, if it had been of a of a substance that would have backed up his narrative, I think we would have seen that by the Sunday. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. we put that out there. They seem to agree with that. I see. I seem to think that they agree that this guy is just a creepy, basically. But yeah, yeah. When, when uh, I think, I think in terms of what what we've noticed in this country is in the UK, it was part of the news for like the first week, wasn't it? But it's been part of the news in France for several, you know, for since uh, the actual final, hasn't it? You know. Uh, it was top of the news agenda for a couple of weeks, wasn't it? And that was before the elections last weekend, wasn't it? So I think a lot of the politicians were... Um, I mean, Macron went quiet, didn't he? He was nowhere to be seen. His silence was deafening, but I think he tried to disassociate himself by not saying anything, didn't he, during that period? But the French press has been absolutely relentless, haven't they, on this, Joe, in terms of getting that story out there and continued because if you saw... The French press after um, after your appearance at the Senate, you know, there's massive coverage, isn't there, in France? Oh, ridiculous! I, I mean, I, it, you, you felt like someone when you see like um, some movies and you turn up in the in the limos and you, you get the red carpet and you just get you know microphones thrust in your face. That's what that's what happened to to me and Ted and Ronan on the way out. Um, they, they were just all there. They were on there on mass. Um, it it was incredible, really. Um, I mean, it's clearly hugely political, as you've just referred to there. Um, you know, there's there's fours and against, obviously, Macron's policy. Um, we know that, you know, the, the right over there made some some gains at the weekend, which is, you know, kind of a bit worrying in terms of yeah. where they're going. But um, the, the, the centre-left and, and the left clearly have got this in, and I think, you know, the, the press are using this opportunity to, to do that. But it didn't feel as though we were being politicised yesterday. Um, yeah, I think that was the worry sort of two weeks ago that we were just we were just like kind of the, their kind of posters to 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 change the election format. Yeah. Didn't feel that way yesterday. It felt genuine no. that you know they, they, we can't allow this to continue and allow, can't allow this to happen again. Um, it's it's to a big, nas- who, who it's a big national embarrassment, isn't it? When you yeah. see it on yeah. Twitter and English speaking French Liverpool supporters saying it's you know it's an embarrassment for them because the way they handled it, you know and. I think uh, obviously, Ted, with your testimony about what had happened to uh, disabled uh, supporters, you know, it, on any level, that's totally shocking, isn't it? You know, that's the fact that you're going to European final and you paid a lot of money to do that, you know, and you're I, not on a demonstration as such. You're not and as on families, Peter. As families, yeah. not as us. We go everywhere. The three people, you know, us. We go everywhere around Europe. You know, there's nothing we haven't mm-hmm. seen. We know Champions League finals are more of a family experience. You know, we take our kids, and some will take grandkids. So when you could see the pictures of people standing, supporters against the railings, you couldn't see what was behind them. Well, behind them was people in wheelchairs. There was yeah. blind people, yeah. young kids, you know, six years of age with autism, blind people getting yeah. separated from the guide. So I think it was really important that, we put the human element behind that. Yeah. Look, what they were trying to p- portray just simply wasn't true. And as much as our non-disabled fans were doing everything in their power to protect our disabled supporters, our yeah. disabled supporters were there, caught up in that. And I've got to tell you, and I think Joe will vouch for this, them senators were in shock and awe of what they were seeing. Yeah. Shock at what the events we portrayed, but I think they were in awe of what just two fellas from Liverpool who, who yeah. you know, perceived to be hooligans were actually professional in the approach, forensically dissected everything. Yeah. But the story out there in a truthful, plausible way where they just everyone in the room just believed what we were saying because yeah, it was yeah. yeah. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Peter, can I just come back to, you, to, to your original point before, just about uh, Emiliano from, from Real Madrid Socios? Um, yeah. No, we, I mean, we hadn't spoken to him, so like it was a bit of a, 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 a what's-he-going-to-say moment. Yeah. Um, but he was outstanding. Um, yeah. he, certainly, Real Madrid fans experienced everything that we had, apart from the police brutality and the, um, and the crush. Um, 
I mean, he made some remarkable statements yesterday that UEFA must have been, if they if they heard that on the way home, must have been thinking, what did we just say this morning? Because they put a big thing on saying that, you know, Liverpool had loads of fake tickets, as we know, that's been, you know, dispelled as a myth anyway. But, these, yeah. you know, they talk about fake tickets. What he said was, he said, Real Madrid fans had their match tickets stolen from them. Remember, of course, the, the narrative that UEFA put out for the start is that they only had mobile tickets. So clearly yeah. they didn't because they had paper yeah, tickets. Yeah. But they stole their mobile, they, sorry, stole their paper tickets. And yeah. when they challenged them and argued, they gave them back a fake ticket. So they legged it off with the, the, the genuine ticket to sell. Yeah. Gave them a fake ticket. So here's there all, another yeah, narrative. There was, all, there was all sorts of corruption going on there. Absolutely. But you wait for the saying that's the industrial scale Liverpool fans doing this. Well, this was French people who were doing it. Yeah, and yeah, the other, yeah. I thought the, the other really interesting bit was that they always they put out, didn't they, that you know this was Liverpool fans arriving late, etc. Ninety five percent of the Real Madrid fans were in. The, the reason for that was they didn't close any of their gates. No, no, they closed our gates. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. no wonder we're outside. We're not arriving late. We just can't get in, and no wonder they're in yeah. because their gates are open. You know, it's just yeah. it, it was just brilliant the way he he, he just he probably didn't know that. How important that was to us. He was yeah, just selling yeah, it as yeah. it was. But what a great narrative for us. Yeah, yeah, but what he said as well, Joe, is that all day they've been interacting with Liverpool fans. He emphasised the Liverpool fans were great. And he also yeah. said um, it was remarkable that the Liverpool fans showed the restraint that they did. But what yeah. he also said, they they were in fear of people's lives after the game. Because after they kept, they were in for half an hour celebrating. He actually said they weren't interested that they were glad that they won the cup, but they weren't really interested because they were thinking what was going to happen on the way home. And yeah. the police, the police kettled them going over this bridge, and they were fearful of people's lives going in this canal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've experienced what we've experienced, as Joe says, without that police brutality. Why did they? Use that level of force on Liverpool supporters. Yeah, I think you know. Look, looking back at it now, and you know, um, over the last few weeks, and seeing all the footage, you know, I think I think it's become obvious. And the, you know, the, obviously, the government didn't want to mention this because it's a law and order issue. But there was actually chaos going on on that ground, and it was nothing to do with Liverpool and Real Madrid fans. Now. You know, we don't want the right wing to emphasise this, and we don't. You know, Le Pen has has latched onto this, but there was lots of teenagers. I mean, I saw hundreds of them myself, probably up to nearly a thousand, because I was dropped out outside the ground, and they were just looking for any any gap in security. So it wasn't just happening in the Liverpool end; it was there was footage of it happening in in the neutral sections as well. It was unbelievable, and the police lost control. And the first reaction from the police in France, yeah, the first thing they do is fire tear gas. I mean, they're notorious for it, aren't they? Um, now, people were, Liverpool fans were getting pepper sprayed by the turnstiles, weren't they? The actual the sprays, but the actual tear gas with those photographs you've seen of, of smoke in the air and drifted, it's drifted into the Liverpool fans, isn't it? You know, but they can't, when that happens, there's no excuses. They don't know where to go. They can't say, oh, we weren't dealing with Liverpool fans. We're de dealing with the locals because that looks really bad because they haven't stopped the locals getting near the turnstiles. So it's a law and order, a massive law and order issue, isn't it? Yeah, you're so right in what you said about that, Peter. And that, you know, we all witnessed that on the night. It made a lack of control from that. And that's that's because they only had plan A. And plan A was that there were thousands of hooligans coming over. So they yeah. so they had they had their sort of military-style police in place. They didn't yeah. have any 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 ordinary coppers. <laughs> They've no. got common sense about how to deal with things. You know, you know the, the Merseyside police reps must have been absolutely aghast to see what was going yeah, on because because yeah. it wouldn't spiral out of control over here because you 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 plan for the worst but actually manage the best, don't you? But if the worst happens, you then manage it. Um, but they they didn't manage it because they had nowhere to go other than. As you said, quite rightly, though, you either tear gas, pepper spray, or ban charges with, with, with shields yeah. and stuff, because that's all they know, because that's, the, yeah. that's what those units are for. Yeah, I'd like to see the statistics on how many phones they actually got, because, you know, I mean, they, they must have got into the hundreds of phones, must they, from Liverpool and Real Madrid fans, 
you know, I know personally several people who lost their phones, you know. And um, and we also know that the Metro Mayor, Steve Rotherham, lost his as well. But, you know, so there must have been absolutely... So they knew that was a law and order incident from probably half five, six o'clock. But instead of dealing with that, uh, <clears throat> they had the narrative ready to blame Liverpool fans, which is the easy target, isn't it? I, I, do, I do wonder whether it was... Um... He planned that that was especially coming into them elections because with not happened not happening to the mid Madrid fans from in terms of the police brutality. I, I do wonder whether they they were trying to set a narrative where yeah. we are hard on these Liverpool fans. Look at us, Lord and Order yeah, yeah, again, prior yeah, yeah. prior going into that election and terrified to take on them locals that we seen in the thousands, yeah. uh, definitely in the thousands. And I think the phones that have been stolen are in the thousands. And I also question question them that when we went under the underpass at, on the way back to La, La, La Plain, yeah, uh, over ground station, why was there no police, you know, situated along that four hundred meter route? Because <clears throat> uh, I'm still I'm still quite aghast at that. Was, was, them, was stopping, you were stopping us running on the pitch, said. Yeah, but that's yeah, when you brought, yeah, yeah. you brought that up at the Senate. But then what had forgotten me that election was until this guy from Madrid mentioned it. That 400 metre walk that we had was in pitch darkness yeah. because the street lights off. Mm. You know, what's just, why, was... have why have they turned the lights off? Why would you yeah. do that? And then not police it unless you are trying to create... Make a political decision. Make, make a political statement. You know, I think surely the police... I think the police are like uh, feel as if you know um, Macron got elected on a law and order ticket, really, didn't he? Uh, and the, you can there was someone, one of the heads of the police, was on Radio Four a few days after what happened in Paris, more or less saying that they, their hands were tied. They didn't know, you know. The, so it it could well be the, but I don't think they wanted it to go as wrong as that. Cut surely, because they just you know it it was just. They might have been trying to make some political, give us more resources, give us more powers. I don't know, but uh, there's obviously political debates going on because you can see that in the French press all the time. Because, uh, and I think the left uh, made gains, and one of the one of the election promises was that they would control the police more in terms of uh, the way they deal with uh, with crowds, not only people who are. Strikers or, or people on picket lines, but it also must be football crowds, must it? Because there's, a, there's, a, you know, we we've known this about the French police. I mean, when we went years ago for '81, you know, everyone was warned about the CRS. You know, it's it's traditional, isn't it? You know, they don't ask questions; they just get the batons out or the tear gas. You know, I mean, Joe. Yeah. So we all we. Everyone's aware, most fans who went there and most fans who've read about it are probably aware of what went on. But what what are the demands? What what, what are you hoping to happen from uh, from come from the Senate's appearance? Yeah, I mean, so, so in short, um, we we definitely want this independent inquiry. Um, and and what we've been articulating is, as I said, it's not just a, it's not just UEFA's independent inquiry. It's got to involve. The French authorities, French police, um, ground safety, etc. And you know, we're looking for a. We're not looking for this one individual to look at this. We're looking at a panel of experts uh, who can so oversee it's not, this. It's not. This is not the UFA investigation. Then it's this not the UFA one. one. Separate set one. up by the government, French government, maybe or got to be. It's because it's got to have powers to do something. Um, there's obviously the UEFA bit in terms of powers to do something within football, but we're, we're talking about powers to do something with it within changing the, the, the French system. And we that's why we went with and, and you know talked about the, the Olympics and, and rugby league world cup. Um yeah. You know, they they've got to do this to give confidence to the world that they can host major events. Um because yeah. as you said, you know, the control if, if the police did have that narrative about sort of making a plea for more resource or whatever. What they hadn't taken into account was that the, the rest of the like, the rest of the organisation was just shit. You know, the, yeah. not enough stewards, stewards who didn't know what was going on, yeah. um, pens it's that didn't work, on. system that didn't work. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, so we're, we're looking for that. We're looking for um, a complete retraction of the lies 
that I've been told. Um, formal apology uh, to everyone who was in that ground. Um, yeah. But with responsibility, accountability, because without that, we're not going to get the truth and justice that we're seeking. Um, yeah. So, you know, they, 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 they certainly listened to that yesterday. And, um, and you know, they, I, as I say, the mood music was that it was all well received. Um, yeah. But we can't we can't stop there, and you know we can't relax on this. We certainly can't relax on UEFA. Um, but you know we, we need to we need to keep pressing as far as we can through through FSE and through and through as you said the French journals over there to to keep this alive yeah. as a as a as a as a position because with, 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 without anything um, yesterday was a waste of time. But I'm 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 hopeful and more than hopeful that yesterday wasn't. Yeah, Ted. In terms of um... Disabled supporters. I mean, what have you had support of of Liverpool Football Club? I mean, yeah. Liverpool have been supportive to both disabled and non-disabled. Yeah. As as disabled supporters, being one myself, we don't look for anything different from non-disabled. Yeah. We just want equality and fairness. And as Liverpool supporters, that's to all. I went a little bit further with than Joe over what we want. I want Dami answer. Firstly, retract his statements. Then I want his resignation. Yeah, and not just for what he's done to people who were at that game, for what he's done to a lot of Liverpool supporters when he took us back thirty-three years. Yeah, yeah. The players and the playbook that he was trying to make, and I think the ex-interior um, minister who was in the room, he agreed with me, and mm. he he's going to push for that. He even come and seen Joe and I at the end of the. Yeah, uh, and came down to see us, and they were pretty impressed with what they've seen. But I, in terms of disabled supporters, I've already wrote to Lord Cope from the International Olympic Committee, yeah, Bill Bowman's at World Rugby Union, asking him to contact the French authorities because yeah. it is my opinion, based on what happened at the Stade de France, that that venue is not suitable to hold yeah. either of them um, events. Yeah. And, and okay, I mean, why should yeah. they? He said any differently than Liverpool disabled supporters. Yeah, yeah, great. Uh, that, that's good. That's good to know. Yeah, uh, Joe. Yesterday's um, the evidence that uh, was given by Ufa, the events manager. Um, he threw Liverpool Football Club under the bus, didn't he? Really, because he said uh, he said we told Liverpool this, and and Liverpool warned us about these fake tickets. I mean. It, it was really some inflammatory language, wasn't there, from them? Yeah, there was. Yeah, I mean, we we picked that up Ted and I when literally when we landed, um, and and it was quite clear that that was their line of attack on this. Um, it's interesting some of the comments, isn't it? And I've already touched on what you know um, Emiliano from Real Madrid said. So you know, it lays lie to that Liverpool demanded paper tickets because quite yeah. clearly did because paper tickets were, were clearly an alternative. Yeah. Um, now, as I understand it, it's a, it was an alternative because there was a risk that the systems weren't going to work. So, you know, I think the club said, if it's going to work, then maybe, you know, we will have it. But if it's not going to work, then paper tickets has got to be the safest option. Um, yeah. It's what we're used to as well. I mean, Peter, yeah, yeah. you've been to loads of European games this season. Ted, you have and I have. Yeah. Every single round's had a, a paper ticket. Yeah, yeah. And UEFA also said that they've been digital since 2016, I think it 16, is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is oh, nonsense. <laughs> I've still in my drawer. I've still got my Madrid tickets. I've still got my Kia yeah, yeah. tickets. You know, it's just yeah. you, know, I, you know how they can just make things. It's lie after lie after lie, isn't it? You know, what I mean? yeah. Just, which it's, it's and, and and the thing about lies is the it's it you, you can't prove them. <laughs> All you can do is disprove them, which is what we do. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it's it, it, it pathetic what they did, but but also as well, you know, as as we quite rightly heard as well they talk about the, the fake tickets um and that's kind of i think that they were trying to say that because we got paper tickets that that meant that we had this industrial scale um fake ticket opportunity didn't we um mm -hmm. when you know the, the caddo report to government said that there were 1600 fake tickets um which is a lot different than the forty thousand they started with yeah, yeah, uh, yeah but equally as we know Real Madrid had them as well, and they were they were yeah. they were generated through through local local people in France. So, yeah, yeah I mean, you know, what, look, what, they, did, they... what did what did um, I mean? The Merseyside, you know, there was more saying that they had these planning meetings with Merseyside police and the risk assessments were done. But I mean, as the Spurs of Shankly, were you you know 
are you privy to some of them? Um, in, ter in terms of general planning for big games like this, yeah, I mean, we're involved in that with with, with the club, with, with police and, and, and um, football supporters Europe, in, in this case, in terms of a European game. Um, in, in terms of the advice the police give, you know, that, that, that's their intelligence, isn't it? Um, but look, they, they knew that they, they weren't happy with it, so that's why it had been shared yeah. with us, which is why we could quote it. Um, to demonstrate that what what the um, Darman and and the, and the, in that, the police, in that police intelligence in the French police intelligence, there seem to be references to Hillsborough, didn't it? As if implicating that it was something to do with uh, with trouble rather than in, you know uh, yeah. police neglect. You know, well, but where was that when we played PSG then? The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Exactly, yeah. No, that yeah. first and foremost, and just to go to your other point, there, I'm glad you wait for our talking because yeah. we can challenge them on every single thing yeah. that we raise and prove it to, to be a lie. So let them keep talking, and in, yeah. in the same way, um, Joe forensically dissected um, the French interior minister and the French police, we will get the opportunity to do it again to UEFA. Let them talk because. For the first time, the truth is completely and utterly on our side. Yeah. And they're going to turn, tie themselves in knots here with lie after lie after lie. And, and this could be the thing where, for the first time, you wait for me to take accountability for their actions. And, and, and in regards to the paper tickets, us three must have nearly 200 European aways between us. Have any of us ever used a digital ticket? No, not in, not in Europe the way, no. Just no, never, 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 never. So again, it's another thing that's trying to spin if that's an issue. But they're all non-issues, this, and they're non-runners. And the time yeah. will come if we can get this independent report. And I think the best place for that is in the French Parliament. I really do, because they yeah. will be able to summon UEFA. And yeah. hopefully in the same light that they invited us to take, take part in this, mm -hmm. there may be an opportunity to maybe do that. But what I'd yeah. like Joe to ask Ronan for is is there a recording of the senator and Joe that is available in English without the uh, subtitle? Yeah, uh, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be because good. a lot of it's been missed in translation. And mm -hmm. if they hear it where uh, the basin from what we actually said, if they think it was damning now, they'll really think it's damning when they hear what we had to say and the response from the senators. I think it's really, really crucial that we try to get that, to get it out there as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly happy to, to, to make that. I'm, I'm sure we can get that. I, th I think the other thing we can do, Ted, is, is maybe we can put both of our statements on our website. Um, yeah. Because, you know, it, it's out there in the public domain anyway. Yeah, and, yeah. And probably, you know, people can take time to read that then. Um, so, so you're right. Um, let's not lose anything in translation. Let, let, let's make sure that everyone knows what was said and, uh, and why it was said. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good if it was uh, if it was on Spencer Shankly website. What was actually said on the day that'd be great. Um, in terms of in terms of the future, then I mean what I mean obviously we're in the close season. The be there's been transfers happening. You know people will be getting excited for the new season, but you know this can't be left to drift really, can it? Because how can how can we keep the pressure up on youth? Youth are just tend to ignore it now, don't they? They just go away. They haven't even got. An email where you can complain, have you, Joe? I mean, didn't you find that out the other week that there's no email for complaints? It's just like yeah, an amorphous mass that you don't know how yeah. to get in touch with someone. You know, is that true? Yeah, like like that old Carlsberg advert, isn't it? You know, with the uh, daily complaints department has got dust on it because it doesn't exist. Um, no madness, madness. Um, but they're an undemocratic body, aren't they? So they, they, you know, they kind of think that they can just be completely autonomous and do what the hell they want. I, th I think there's a couple of things we've got to do. You're right, we've got to keep the you know the pressure on over these next couple of weeks. Um, Sponsors I, I, has got I, to be one of them, hasn't it? Sponsors. It has, yeah, without doubt. You know, I, I think we've got to twist their arm. I think I think there's there's levels of protest that we've got to think about in terms of you know how we how we keep this in the public domain. Um, we can't let it just drift. Um, I think it's important that we don't let them start the investigation with just one single 
person, Rodriguez. Um, that's wrong. It's got to be with, as we said before, technical experts who can advise on this. Um, but I think, I think we, I think we're starting to make inroads into this. My, 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 you know, soft, soft conversations with FSE yesterday were suggesting that there's already been movements in terms of a panel. Um, yeah. So that's good. That's a start. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now it's making sure that the right people are on that panel. Um, yeah. So we've. We've got to do that. We've got to do that with with Liverpool and with Real Madrid, uh, and with you know I think we, we've now got this contact in Real Madrid socios as well, which we've got to, got to, uh, I think that's an ally, he's an ally we can we can work yeah. with as well. Um, so I think I think you're right. It, 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 the close season can't just drift into into the new season um, because the the competition starts in in September, is it? And and then suddenly it'll all be forgotten, and everyone will start yeah. list. You know, wanting to do something. Well, we're we're not going to let that happen, and I can guarantee the FSE weren't going to let that happen. And everything I've heard from Liverpool Football Club is saying that that's not going to happen either. I'd, yeah. I'd like Liverpool to make a statement. It sounds a bit drastic, this, but we've got previous previous with it when we had a situation where we never took fans to Hull. I think Liverpool need to make a statement saying we will not send any of our supporters on any European away games until we've got answers to ABC, one, two, three, rather than just let it go and let it roll on and roll on. So yeah. say, this, say this is a year-long investigation and yeah. nothing comes of it. Well, we've just held our hands up then and said, oh, yeah. Okay, and yet let's wait and see. That's, I, that'll be the tactic, only to drag it out. That'll yeah, be one of the... And hope it goes away. Like, uh, they've had the two minutes in the Senate now. Um, the French authorities have basically admitted, and by an apology in itself, is an admittance of guilt. You know, yeah. let's not beat around the bush there. But it's now UEFA. UEFA can't be allowed to walk away from this. Or even if Liverpool don't allow away fans into Anfield. But there's nine thousand over 9,000 testimonies gone in there. Yeah. So at least 9,000 supporters were affected by mm. events at that stadium there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we, we now need the club as well as us to exert, exert that sort of pressure on UEFA. Yeah, and the best way to do that is through embarrassment, and you know it might cost them loads of fines, stop our enjoyment and go on a match, but short-term pain for long-term game to make yeah. you feel accountable for their actions. Yeah, they are ultimately yeah. responsible for what happened of at course, the start yeah. of Peter. They invited us to that city to watch our team. Yeah, I haven't had one conversation about that game in three and a half weeks. No, no one has. No one has. No one has. But I think you know what I'd like to say is like that you know um, you know I think you've represented fans brilliantly, and uh, I think everyone's proud of what you did. I mean, you just got to look at social media. Even the attacks from away from opposition fans have stopped because I think they're, they're impressed by the fact that you've got in front of the French Senate. You know, uh, all the journalists, all the you know Henry Winter, David Conn, people like that. Of all being praised and uh, what what went on, and it seems a bit trivial now to talk about football. But I think uh, we have to talk for a couple of minutes about football because Mane's move is is, um, is gone. What what an absolutely magnificent player for Liverpool Football Club Mane was. I mean, I mean, Joe, as you put it into words, and what you know, what he meant to us, he, he's just been magnificent, hasn't he? He is absolutely a legend, isn't he? Um, and you know, I, I, I'm gutted he's gone. To be honest with you, yeah, um, I am. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, I, I love to watch him play. You know, yeah, and sometimes you, you think he, he drifted out of game sometimes, but he changed his game significantly from from when he came. When he first arrived, it was like you know, hundred mile an hour, wasn't it? Running past every yeah. Arsenal defender and bedding at the back that, of the net. That first goal against Arsenal was unbelievable. Just, you, know, it was, you know, that that goes down in one of the the, the the top goals that we've ever seen, isn't it? You know. Um, and he probably couldn't do that last week because that's his, his, his game's different. But he adapted it so well, and he, you know he brought players in. But he just scored the number of goals he did yeah. in the time he did it. He's now he's now the leading goal scorer in terms of the games played amongst our greats. You know what a fabulous player he's been. And yeah, look, we're going to miss him. And I'm I, yeah. I'm glad that he's gone. I wish him well for what he's done for us. But I wish. He was and also, staying. also not forgetting Minamino. Looks like he's on. A, you know. 
Looks yeah, like he's I mean, on his way, didn't he? Yeah, I remember seeing it. He went to Strasbourg, didn't he? And, he got us the two cup finals, so, didn't he? Yeah, and you know, we, we, we went to watch, you know, when he played, Salzburg, wasn't he? Sorry. Um, and he was outstanding in, in those games against us. Um, but, you know, for whatever reason, he just couldn't slot in properly. And yeah. um, I, it, he's a talent, without doubt. He's going to a top club if he, if he goes to, to where he's going. Monaco is it. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's, it, 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 he's got it, but it, it, it's a shame. Um, but, yeah, he's, again, someone else is leaving with uh, with his head held high, really. And, uh, and again, wish him good luck. I wish we yeah. could have him as a, a squad player, but I can understand why he wouldn't want to be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I, I just hope that we keep... The, one of the strengths that we've had the last couple of seasons is we've had that strength in depth, haven't we? Yeah. So I hope we keep that strength in depth. The league he's gone, he was always worth the goals, especially against Everton, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Mane irreplaceable, but he's one of them. He goes, but he goes with our best wishes because he's mm-hmm. one of them who give everything on the pitch. Whatever, every uh, everything with combined with a massive amount of skill. Yeah. Really sorry to get, see him go, but I just hope that the I know we've got the young lad from Aberdeen, haven't we? Yeah, we've got yeah. The lad coming from Portugal, but I just hope we keep that strength in in depth so that we can go into that new season, you know, with renewed hope that we can give these a run for the money against yeah. City. Well, I don't know if you've been following the 130 goals, best goals for the uh, anniversary of Liverpool's anniversary, and all you got uh, in in the first instance was like announce Nunes, announce Nunes. That's all you got on the threads, and then after the Nunes uh, was, was confirmed, all you've got recently is uh, uh, announce a midfielder, announce a midfielder. <laughs> you drive you mad, don't you? But uh, I mean, I think. You know, Nunes is, is he's a great player, isn't he? He, look, he looked really impressive, didn't he, uh, when he played against us? You know, and he's got movements and in with Diaz, you know. But um, do you think we are a bit short in midfield? I mean, at the moment, I mean, look, looks like we are, maybe, doesn't it, Joe? Yeah, I think I, we struggled a bit at the end there, at the end of the season. Now, I don't know that was the weight of the games because we played. Was it sixty-eight games or something like ridiculous? It was. Yeah. So I don't know whether yeah. it was just the weight of that in the end that played out. You know, if you if you if we can play the same midfield, you know, every, every time, I think I think we're okay. But you you kind of only maybe two injuries away, and you're you're, you're dropping down too far on the level, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, when Thiago and Thiago and Fabinho weren't fully fit for the Champions League final, where there's no doubt about it, and we struggled, didn't we? You, you know, did. Chad, you yeah. might have to talk about the final there. Eh? <laughs> no, I, I, I think the hard thing really, I know yeah. yeah I, th- I think the hardest thing is is the type of play we've got now with Fabinho and Thiago. You know the skillful players, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Sort of, it's an engine, isn't it? It's sort of and I know we use Henderson, but when en- Henderson isn't in there without that engine, engine who basically covers for Trent, covers for Robertson. That's yeah. where it was yours, and it's trying to get somebody in there with, with that yeah. end in the midfield to give you the luxury of playing Thiago. Thiago just playing any team, but he's just yeah. going to drift, and he's not going to give you your thirty-yard, forty-yard sprints. So mm. I, I think we are short of the equivalent of an Anderson who can just bomb yeah. in there and everywhere. Yeah. Well, but it's going to be interesting the next few weeks. See what happens. I'm sure the. Uh... On Twitter and social media, people will be demanding stuff. But one thing we, you know, we'll be demanding is a resolution to what happened in Paris. And I think Joe and Ted, you know, absolutely magnificent what you did over there. It was like everyone was proud of what you did and how you conducted yourselves. And I think the very fact that you got a standing ovation from the French Senate, you know, it's it's immense. It's immense, Joe. Yeah, can I just say what just one point on that really? I mean, yeah, listen, I, I know me, I know I can speak to Ted here, but we've been blown away by the, all the positive comments that are being made uh, about what we said, but also how we said it as well. And you know, look, I did that yesterday as a as an honour and a privilege on behalf of of Liverpool fans, uh, and I, you know, I don't take that lightly. And that that responsibility is really important to me. That's why it took so much time to to hopefully get the language right, get the tone right, and get the pitch right yeah. with with it. Um, but equally, I couldn't do that on my own. And, you know, there's people I won't name on here because I don't want to embarrass them. But, you know, I, I we got a lot of support from a lot of people um, yeah. to do that because 
because there's a lot of people think it's the right thing to do. So, you know, I'm yeah. grateful to them and I think we should all recognize them and we will do at some point in the future. But, you know, yeah. it, it's not about, it's not about me. It's not about Ted. It's about doing it for everyone, every Liverpool fan across the world. And, and yeah. to have them behind us was, was a fantastic, um, you know, real boost to us yesterday. Yeah. 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 But I have to give credit where credit is due here because as just a small independence, voluntary disabled supporters association, we wouldn't have got round that table without the massive support that we get from Spirit of Shankly. And we are grateful that we, we don't get any support from any other supported affiliation group that supposedly rent, uh, represent disabled supporters and non-disabled supporters. They've been anonymous until after yesterday. Now they want to be everybody's friends because basically we've done what we've done without their support. And I think, you know, that's important to say that. But Spiritus Shankly have made a massive, massive, massive difference in being able to get myself and Joe in, in the Senate yesterday, which was an absolute privilege. And we did feel a waste of expectations of Liverpool fans as we were sitting there because we knew how much the truth matters to them. Yeah. The truth matters to The truth matters more than anything. I think that's what we um, impressed upon the French Senate that, and I said to them, you'll never understand in a million years why the truth is so important to us. Yeah. But please yeah. find the truth. And thank you to Spirit of Shankly and people like yourself, Peter yeah. and Joe, and others who, who have given us the opportunity to speak on behalf of disabled supporters whose voices are never heard. And probably for the first time in world football, disabled supporters' voices have been heard loud and clear. Yeah. And that's Brilliant. thanks to you. Yeah. Thanks, thanks a lot, Ted. That's brilliant. And uh, and Joe, and thanks, thanks again. You've been listening to Ale La Rouge. Um, thanks to all us, all our listeners all around the world. Thank you to Joe Blot and Ted Morris. Uh, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. And you never know, we might be talking about football next time, but you never know. Thank you very much for listening. Keep on listening to all the Red Blood. Um, podcasts out there. Thanks and bye. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.